1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir?
3: Uh, the Cowboys have entered the fray of uh, signing uh, free agents who were not previously on their team, and and, and, it, and it wasn't just a long snapper this time. Uh, <laughs> and so we've actually got some things to talk about today, which is exciting. So, uh, I'm I, you know I'm I'm happy to be here. How about you?
1: Uh, I'm happy to be here. I just wish we had more exciting uh, news to Maybe. talk about. But, uh, Lane and I think both you and I were shocked on Wednesday night when we got a, uh, a tweet from Adam Schefter saying that the Dallas Cowboys have re-signed cornerback Jordan Lewis to a three-year deal worth up to sixteen and a half million. Good job by that agent to make sure that number is extra extra high. Uh, I saw the breakdown of the uh, of the, the situation today. It really looks like it's a Three-year, thirteen and a half million-dollar deal, where the Cowboys could potentially get out of it pretty cleanly after this season at one-year, five million. Um, but first and foremost, what were your thoughts on the Cowboys bringing back Jordan Lewis?
3: Well, I think you said it. You know, shocked was was certainly was certainly the the you know feeling that I had, and and really, I think. I was so shocked that I had to unpack it a little bit, right? Because I'm still unpacking
1: it. Yeah, I was I was excited for today's show because I think we need to talk this one out because I I still don't know how to feel.
3: Yeah, here's the thing. You know, I I think uh, I figured out that the the reason that um, I'm shocked that it was Jordan Lewis who got re-signed is because if you just look at the three um, you know unrestricted free agents that the Cowboys had at at defensive back this year, you know, Xavier Woods. Uh, Chidobe and 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 then obviously Jordan of the three like it felt like J- Jordan was you know just a forgotten side of those two like it, it felt like we would either resign Chidobe or Xavier and and I think we got so myopic on it that we forgot to question like why that was
1: and and I think the reason Well I think Woods and Woods and Ouzier are better players right I
3: mean I think that I think that Woods is a, probably a better player and I think Ouzier has shown that he has more value because he plays on the outside. Uh and I think that definitely that last year for sure those two players were better players than Jordan Lewis. But I also think that a lot of the reason that we kind of just discounted Jordan Lewis as being signed was because he doesn't fit the size metrics uh that we that we've you know been kind of told are are pretty you know locked solid. And and to be fair, he got drafted by the guy that, that has imp- implemented these these standards. I, I think the other thing, too, to remember is that, you know, last season really left a bad taste in our mouth with Jordan Lewis. Yeah. He, he did not play well. But I also think that a lot of it... Had to do with the fact that you know the reason that we had liked Jordan Lewis previously is that he's a playmaker. He was able to he was a catalyst at times. He was able to produce plays. He he was starting in 2019 to be a a very useful player as a as as a blitzer, as a guy who could uh, attack moving forward. Um, But I think really you know going back and looking at what happened with Jordan Lewis last year. I think the big thing is that he had eight penalties last year and and that yeah, and, and, yeah. and some some of them were at pretty critical times and and honestly going back and looking some of them were pretty ticky-tacky too uh you know some of them were, were the penalties that we had been you know kind of complaining about at the time that that they had happened so I I think all of that contributed to the reason why we were uh surprised that this happened uh, and how I feel about it actually, you know, it, that is a little more complicated and we should talk about it a little bit more because I do think it my initial surprise kind of belied my my certain like in my evaluation of how good or bad this signing was. So what were your thoughts when you first heard it?
1: Shocked. Uh because I thought Lewis was one of these players that wanted a change of scenery, yeah, right? That's we've the heard thing. some We've heard some whispers that he was not thrilled with his playing time. And he was certainly pretty vocal about the scheme last year, and not loving it. So it is interesting that the Cowboys brought him back, and that he wanted to come back. Um, in terms of like him fitting the the scheme. I, I, his size actually isn't that big of a problem, Landon, because he has the arm length that the Cowboys like, right? 31 5-inch uh, arms, which is 60th percentile. That's very good, especially if you're going to yep. play in the slot. Uh, I think the money is also interesting. He got yes. paid like a third corner. Does that mean that the Cowboys could potentially move on from Anthony Brown and play Jordan Lewis in the slot? I, I think that's possible. I don't know if that's likely. To be honest, I think this was just a case of this is the devil you know versus the devil you don't, right? Like, the Cowboys could go out and get a corner in free agency for $3.5 and and there's a decent chance that they're better. There's also a pretty good chance that they're worse. And you know what Jordan Lewis can do, right? You know he can play in the slot. You know he's a good blitzer. You know that he can play on special teams if needed. So if he's your fourth corner you're feeling pretty good about it and there's also the chance that the cowboys could maybe use some different looks with him maybe some mm-hmm. safety looks maybe he's the de Monte casey that dan quinn had before maybe. this kind of hybrid slot corner safety uh but then a lot of people are wondering why did they just go out and pay casey in free agency well one of these players has been far healthier than the other um To be honest, Landon, I I really just think it's depth. I think they thought it was a good deal. I think they like Jordan Lewis. He's fairly young. And if something were to happen in the draft where they can't get a corner, maybe they feel okay going in with Trevon Diggs, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, Maurice Kennedy, CJ Goodwin. Obviously, it's not a great group, but it's at least an experienced group that you know.
3: Yeah, and I think you know you kind of hit on a couple of the points that I wanted to get on. And, and, and frankly, you and I just had a conversation about the volatility at the cornerback position. And yes. to be fair to Jordan Lewis, the vast majority of his career has been pretty decent, has been pretty yeah, good. Last year was bad. The last all, year all was all bad. The but, but, but three years but, before that were but, fine at the very least. So I think it stands to reason, especially for a team that knows him really well, that you could legitimately – Say hey, he had a bad year last year, you know, and and to kind of go back to what you were saying. Yes, he was a malcontent. He was a hashtag anonymous sources yeah. uh, for for about a lot of the coverage. But I mean, Marcus, what what have we found out since then? The ownership. Was on his side. Yeah, <laughs> the ownership agree act- yeah. actually agreed with him. So maybe yeah. there was value to them saying, "Hey, this guy was not was willing to speak up and and, and actually had a good point and was aware of the situation <sighs> enough to have a, a a good take on this." Uh, you know, I, I mean, again, I think the context is important you mentioned the money it's not it's not number two cornerback money it's not money that's going to prohibit you from drafting a guy uh to, hide yes. to, to be a cornerback yes. it's it's not even money i think that's prohibiting you from going out and signing another cornerback so i think if you're talking about a, a situation where anthony brown and jordan lewis are battling out for your third cornerback third and fourth cornerbacks I'm okay with that because I think I think you suddenly now, if you add in a CB2 or you add in a guy even above Trayvon Diggs, what you've done is you've you've created a situation where you have solid depth one through four. I I can you know, I can certainly, you know, talk myself into a situation where that kind of money is very uh, palatable in a role where Jordan Lewis is being. Uh, used properly and, 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 Mm -hmm. and actually gets back to something closer to what he had been playing in the previous years I mean that money is not a ton to kind of get a guy that you know and that you feel comfortable with and again another thing that you mentioned He's been a relatively healthy player, you know, for the most part. He's been able to stay on the field and and kind of, you know, has a level of consistency, even with I mean, look, even if you look at some of the raw coverage numbers that he had last year, his a dot his, you know, his uh, completion uh, percentage is the QB rating against him, which QB rating is a terrible stat. But it's actually pretty decent when you talk about measuring uh, quarterback, uh, cornerbacks in the, in the, uh, uh, the QB rating that quarterbacks have against them. Um, and and all of that actually was either close to where he was in previous seasons, or below, or uh, below being better than where he was in previous seasons. But I, again, I think the thing that leaves the taste in our mouth, the thing that is is hard to to get past, is Mister Anonymous sources, <laughs> eight penalties, uh, and 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 a lack of actual playmaking that happened this year. It, it that had happened in previous years that at a rate that was a lot more you know current. So. I think that this isn't a, a terrible signing. I think a lot of people are kind of hand-wringing because they think that this is this is the cornerback solution that they, that the cowboys have come no, up with no, no, I don't no. think that's the case at all. I think the case is that they got a good deal on a player that they know that adds depth that can that can have a role in the team even if that role is not necessarily you know cornerback two or maybe even cornerback three.
1: I also want people to remember what the end of the 2020 season looked like in terms of the cornerback depth of the Cowboys, right? Yeah. They were literally pulling guys off the street to play corner for them. So to have Jordan Lewis as your cornerback three or cornerback four, that's good. I mean, he's only 25 years old. Yeah. He's played a bunch of snaps. He, he does have the versatility to play on the outside or in the slot. It's Maybe, maybe a touch more expensive than I you know, ideally like to you know pay that fourth corner, but it's fine. It's not gonna break the bank either way. Uh, I'm fine with it. And to me, Landon, what this signals unless something big happens, I don't anticipate the Cowboys spending any more money in free agency at corner. And I don't anticipate them spending multiple draft picks at corner. in in the 2021 class to me this is a a unit that needs a quote-unquote number one corner and if i think that if they draft that guy let's say at 10 whether it's caleb farley or patrick Sertan, okay now you've got the rest of the draft to invest in your pass rush into your safeties i don't think depth is a problem anymore and i think that certainly has value
3: yeah and and i might push back on the fact that they could su- still sign another cornerback. They could, but
1: I, but I mean, I almost think at this point they probably won't.
3: They probably, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Uh, I, I would just say that that this contract is not going to uh, limit them if they sure, if sure. they find a deal that they like. If they, you know, if they decide they wanted to bring in a Richard Sherman or someone sure. that you know to come in at, for a temporary, you know, short term deal, I don't think that this is going to limit them there. Yes, um, I do think we also need to continue to uh, understand that Reggie Robinson is a guy that they like from last year. He's going to be in this depth chart. I don't know that he's playing into this, but the, but but to your point of he'll be
1: another sh- name, whether sheer it's numbers, or yeah. safety. yep,
3: exactly. They have now they have numbers, so at least they don't need to like go out and and try to backfill. And again, you know whether this guy was uh, you know Savion Smith or Jordan Lewis, I think they they paid a little bit extra money, got a guy that they like, and again, this isn't going to be the end of uh, no, the position no, no. spending for this. For cornerback so there is still more to come
1: best part it doesn't hurt your comp formula so Again. there you go dallas cowboys just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about built bar the best tasting protein bar on the market Built bar is the amazing low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber amazing tasting protein bar with 100 chocolate on all bars and now is the time to find out which built bar is the best It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Mocha Love versus Birthday Cake. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to Built Bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar.
0: With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure the often intimidating questioning lines like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX or a Z65, XM17? You have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand that the warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home, in your pocket. No need to endure those awful questioning lines anymore. You have time to look up the answers because guess what? You have the convenience of ordering these car parts right there in your home. Rockauto.com is a family business serving car parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, not just the ones they have to pick from in the stores. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet which as a dog owner i know i have to replace often prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same car parts going into one of these fancy doodad stores go to rockauto.com and see all of the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection of car parts and always reliably low prices. Everything your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com for everything you need for your car delivered right to your door. rockauto.com.
1: All right, let's talk about some other news the Cowboys had on Wednesday and Thursday morning. Uh, They did lose another player, Landon Blake Mm. Bell, Uh, their star tight end. Not really. I'm a big Blake Bell fan. Uh, Was the number two tight end last year for the Cowboys. He went back to Kansas City um, playing with Travis Kelsey. And again, that's a great spot for him. He's a fantastic blocker. He's a good athlete. I really enjoyed the Blake Bell experience. But for the Cowboys who have Blake Jarwin under contract, they have Dalton Schultz under contract. They probably didn't have the money to invest in Blake Bell. And to, to Bell's credit, he probably wanted a spot where he could play more snaps, so I it's it's not a huge loss, uh, but I, I am going to miss Blake Bell. So your thoughts on him leaving?
3: Yeah, I mean I I think it's unfortunate because I liked him a lot as well, uh, but I also agree that I think you know he's he's probably ready for a tight end two role. I mean I think he's he's shown that he's done this kind of tight end three role for the last two te- two, two 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 or three teams he's worked played with. Uh, And it's. I think he's. You know, he's shown out like at each spot when he gets opportunities, he he performs. Uh, Not that you know, not to the point where he should be a starter or a full time guy. But I think you know, he's. He's at least earned an opportunity to kind of sure. get some more snaps and, and and take some more uh uh take some more snaps at the at the tight end two spot maybe as opposed to tight end three. So I like him a lot. Obviously, uh, I totally understand him wanting to get another opportunity somewhere else. And for the Cowboys, you know they like McEwen. I, I'm sure there's going to be tight ends in the draft that they'll like. Um, there there'll be plenty of opportunity to to take a, a developmental guy in the later rounds of the draft as well. Yeah. So I, I think that that's you know and again. They just let let go of Jameis They so they have to figure out something, you know, in that kind of hybrid tight end three F situation. So maybe Blake Bell wasn't exactly a great fit for that, uh, and they'll look for someone who's more of a, a maybe a special teams ace who could also give you some good blocking snaps in the backfield uh, if you need them as well, a versatile piece.
1: Yeah, with the Cowboys bringing in Kyle Pitts in the draft, it's going to be just fine. You don't need to worry about this at all. No, no. uh, Again, I like Blake Bell. I think he's a really solid tight end too. Uh, The Cowboys probably just didn't have enough snaps available, especially when you consider this is going to be an 11 personnel heavy team. Uh, Blake Bell probably saw the writing on the wall. Now he's on a team that's going to use him a lot. Uh, We'll see. I I think it's also factors into the comp formula. I saw today that it uh, slides in another six round pick for the Cowboys. So kudos to that. Dallas did make a outside signing lane and they brought in Carlos Watkins, who was a uh, former starting defensive tackle for the Houston Texans. Uh, I actually I saw the DallasCowboys.com link, and it said defensive lineman Carlos, and I, I had to click it to see who the next the next name, and I thought it was Dunlap, and I got really excited for like a half a second. Uh, but, no, they were just teasing. But Carlos Watkins didn't grade out particularly well by pro football focus. This is probably, and please correct me if I'm wrong, probably a depth signing that's a 50-50 bet at best to make
3: the roster next year, correct? yeah this is a chris covington signing right like i mean even for the same team even though the same position right like uh christian covington not chris covington i made that mistake last year christian Covington, chris
1: covington Covington as well yep
3: that's right um so yeah i mean i think again this is going to be a guy that is a veteran uh i mean veteran in the sense that he's been in the league since 2017 he started some games in the league for, for for houston last year um just another guy who uh has played you know uh uh in the trenches in the NFL who can give you some snaps. You've got two young guys, right? You've got two guys in uh, Tristan Hill and, and Neville Gallimore that you like. Uh, so you, you, it is kind of interesting to see how they were going to spend at uh, the defensive tackle position, um, specifically maybe at, you know. And that's the interesting thing, too, about this guy is that I think, you know, he played – uh Kind of in that Houston, in the Houston defense last year, and he he sort of played all up and along the front, right? He even played some end. They, they kind of play the three four, so that's that's you know like a five technique type defensive end. Right. Um, but I think that what that what that means is that he can probably give you some snaps at the one as well. I, I, I just because he's he's more of a power player than a than more of an explosive player. Uh, so I, I think he'll probably be a swing three one guy who can just give you some of those down roster snaps. Um, you know the, the contract wasn't huge so again this is not a situation where just because this guy was the first defensive tackle signed that he's like the defensive tackle uh that is going to be featured and or in their acquisitions yeah. so um and i think that's the same thing with jordan lewis too is just they they got deals that they liked there uh but that doesn't mean that these are the uh premier so talents that they're, that, yeah. they're that they're yeah. that they're coming up with at these two positions
1: Exactly. I think this is just a name to fill in a spot. They really didn't have any one techniques on the roster outside of Antoine Woods, who I'm not even sure has signed his tender yet. He's been they tender, just...
3: but he hasn't signed it yet. He, But he also did this last year, too. He didn't sign his tender until the last minute, so... Whatever.
1: I, he was complaining on Twitter that he's been the most underpaid defensive tackle in the league for a while now, and he's outperformed everybody Dallas has brought in. Which, listen, he might not be wrong, but I don't think the Cowboys are going to give him a big deal. But again, just another name, probably to get them through training camp or get them, or you know, get them to the even the draft, right? Just to have somebody there. Uh, I do not expect this to be the final move the Cowboys make no. at that defensive tackle spot at all.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, and make sure you use that promo code locked LOCKEDON. Uh, let's talk, Landon, a little bit about the, the NFC East, because... They've been busy. While the Cowboys have kind of sat through the first and second wave of free agency, the NFC East continues to make big moves. Uh, Washington signed. Ryan Fitzpatrick, along with Curtis Samuel. Uh, the Eagles have done some weird things. They've traded away everybody. Uh, it looks like they're trying to trade away Zach Ertz. Uh, the Giants signed Leonard Williams to a long-term deal. They're working on a Kenny Galladay signing. Uh, who has had the best offseason so far in the NFC East outside of the Dallas Cowboys?
3: Uh, I, I, probably Washington, I'd say. I mean, I don't... Certainly not uh, Philly. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Howie Roseman somehow has managed to uh, find the Twitter password for the ESPN uh, uh, Twitter account and just, like, you know, (laughs) tweeting out all these things about, oh, there are multiple teams that are interested in Zach Ertz, guys. Multiple. So you you better get your offers up or otherwise I'm not going to listen. And with Washington, you know, Look, they had to shore up their quarterback position. I, 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 frankly, all these guys had to shore up their their quarterback position. Even in sure. New York, where they think that they have the quarterback position shored up, they, they probably could still shore it up. Sure, I I think with Washington, I don't love. I mean, if I'm a Washington fan, I don't love that they're punting the quarterback situation again. You know, I mean, I understand it, but uh, at the same time, it's like. Fitzpatrick is not is not going to move well, the needle. Well,
1: here's what I would say about that, right? If Fitzpatrick is just the placeholder until the draft, I am good with that. Like that that makes a ton of sense. But if the plan. Is that Fitzpatrick's a starter in 2021, and we're not drafting somebody this year? That's what I don't like.
3: Yeah, and that's what I assume is going on. I mean, I can't I imagine agree. because because they have spoken so highly about uh, was it Heineke? Is that how you say his name? Yeah, uh,
1: Taylor Heineke. Yep. Taylor
3: Heineke. You know uh, that it it sure appears that that's the case. And if that's the case, man, that that's they've basically ceded the NFC East to the Cowboys like, this year. Thank I you. I mean. I think – you know, I don't want to be like that, but it's like – I understand that people saw the Curtis Samuel signing and, and they're like, man, it's Curtis Samuel and, and Terry um, – scary Terry, like, together. Like, that's going to be quite a receiver core. It's still Ryan Fitzpatrick playing quarterback, guys. Well, and like, that's I, what
1: I, I don't – I don't understand. Like, I, I get that Twitter's excited for Fitzpatrick because he's got a, be- a big beard and he's swaggy and all that I kind of stuff, but it's, stuff. I get the magic
3: stuff. I get it. But it's like it. – a it's not consistent. He's been a... Like right. that's why it's called magic. Is because it sh- it shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> like I mean, it's not like he's doing this week to week. It's like oh, suddenly we're in a situation where no one expects a guy like Fitzpatrick, who isn't a great quarterback, to pull this out, and he does it. So I, I do think that there is the opportunity that he wins them some games this year. But there's also a reason that he keeps getting moved from team to team. He's exactly. not he's not he's not leading them to victories on a regular basis with his steady play. He's. No. Occasionally winning them games when he put them into bad situations to begin with, and he's pulling it out like a like a rabbit out of his hat. Fitz magic again. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, look, it's I I will worry about Fitzpatrick, you know, and his ability to do that when we play him. Twice, right? Well, but I'm and here's not, the thing with, but I'm yeah, not worried I was, about it for the whole season. Like that's right. the thing, I'm not worried about it for the long term, but well, the whole it, season.
1: And one of the reasons why Fitzpatrick hasn't been a steady starter is because he is one of these guys that I feel like he's a pitcher. He has only so many good throws in him in a season. And you get to a point, you know, halfway in the year, and all of a sudden, I think his legs start to go. And then he just gets wild with the football, right? Yeah. The, the arm talent just decreases. He throws high. And there's, again, he's been pulled, I don't know how many different times, from Buffalo, the Jets, uh, last year with the Dolphins. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he's a reliever. He's not a starting pitcher, to use a baseball term. And, sure. honestly it doesn't scare me that much especially behind that Washington offensive line that I don't think is particularly good it's just he's okay and unfortunately having an okay quarterback even if you have a really good defense isn't going to be enough so the NFC East keeps making moves it seems like they're just peddling and staying in place and we could maybe even say that for the Cowboys but because they have an elite quarterback they're just two steps ahead of everybody right?
3: I mean, look, look. And we can talk about some of the other things that have happened in the NFC East. I mean, look at the deal that New York signed Leonard Williams to. I mean, that is the most desperation deal I've ever seen for. Well, a, they had no choice. The, exactly. I mean, exactly. Yeah. That's the point is that they had no choice, and now they're paying him what, over twenty million dollars a year for a guy a who, who has not been a like elite pass rusher at the position or anything like that. So, you know, I, I think. I think there's a cautionary tale here, and I, I think you know as much as Cowboy fans may be panicking about the idea that, that the Cowboys are not spending in free agency. Look, I, I agree. I think you think you need to add talent through free agency. I, I would love to see the Cowboys try to in- inject one big name free agent, two big name free agents, and uh, you know through the through the means of unrestricted free agency, but. A lot of these deals, the vast majority, ninety percent of these deals probably, are not deals that anybody wants to sign. They're terrible right. deals. They're, you're overpaying for yeah yeah. You're over in, in free agency. You're always paying elite money for good players. Yeah. And and I think you know, f- for the Cowboys, they're trying to get to a spot where you know their their cap can be managed a little bit better now that they've signed a whole bunch of the guys that they have on 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 the. Uh, uh, on the offense, they got to figure out how they're going to make it fit on the defense, and I don't think it's necessarily the best way to do it is to go out and sign a hugely overpriced player. Even if you you need that player, right? Like even if yeah. you need a player at that position, they will be able to find uh, a player that is maybe you know just a little bit of daylight between the elite guy, but at a fraction of the price. Because again, it's a numbers game. Eventually, it's a game of of a uh, musical chairs. The music's going to stop at some point. And there's not going to be any teams left. And some of these guys who are, you know, former pro bowlers, former all pros that maybe had an off year or two uh, are going to be left without a seat and going to be desperate to find a team to sign them.
1: I I also would I'm going to guess this is just a, a little bit of an educated guess that the Cowboys are eventually going to make one of these trades like we saw with Robert Quinn. Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago, where maybe they ship off a fourth or fifth round pick for a guy that's entering the last year of his deal on maybe a team that's not a contender. I think that's far more likely for Dallas than going out and spending eight to $10 million on a single player in free agency. So make sure you keep an eye on that. The Cowboys aren't done. I think they're going to be adding players over the next couple of weeks. I'm curious to see what the roster looks like when we do this show a week from now, two weeks from now. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked on Twitter. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.
2: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements?